Hello, I am so grateful you're joining me today. I am your host, Dr. Vanessa Roberts. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and author who helps others reveal and embrace the unpackaged versions of ourselves. Because here, my motto is the packaged version of ourselves is not the authentic version. In this podcast, you will hear courageous stories and conversations that I am sure you can relate to, and you will leave with actionable strategies that will inspire you to embrace your authentic self. Welcome to All Things Authentic. Welcome to another episode of All Things Authentic. We have such a great topic today, um, and I have an amazing guest here with us. And so I am joined by Alicia, and she is a healer, educator, and she's a published photographer. And so today we're going to be discussing and really trying to answer this question of, you know, how does my relationship with my body impact authenticity? And so Maybe it would seem like there's no relation with the two, but there's a huge connection. And I know the relationship with our bodies is such an important topic. So Alicia, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Of course. And so do you want to share a little bit more about yourself and some of the work that you do? Sure. I am what I like to call a revolutionary, a trailblazer as it pertains to Black women, Black femmes, those who are adjacent to us, trying to get them to understand that pleasure is their birthright. And within that space, that comes from your body and how to regulate what that looks like. Because a lot of times we are seen as just vessels and not our bodies. So trying to get Black women to understand what that means for them within boudoir photography and then outside of boudoir photography as well. I like all that. And I like how you call yourself a revolutionary trailblazer, was it? (laughs) I like that. And then real fast, you mentioned making the separation between, I think you said our body and being just like a vessel. Do you want to explain that a little further and how we decipher the two? Um, I think especially for Black women and those who are adjacent to us, Black women are heavily in the Black church. Like we are 95% of the Black church. Like it would not exist without us in our money, in our time. But what we've seen even recently when we see pastors who are making judgment calls about like people like Beyonce and, and how she shows up for herself. She is fully showing up for herself as a Black woman and just a woman in general and how she's a sensual being. And within that space, if you are like her, there's something wrong with you because you are showing a side of yourself that you should not be. That side of yourself is something that should not be for the masses. You shouldn't be able to say your body belongs to you because within the church, our body belongs to um, God first, let me say that, our fathers, and then to our husbands. So we don't actually have space to say, this is my body. You can do what you want with it, but it's my body. And I see that with a lot of my clients, they have a lot of struggles with understanding body autonomy and showing up for themselves. And it's usually not until they get to me and a lot of my clients are in their fifties and sixties where they've been married, they've had children. And they're like, this is the first time that I felt like my body was my own. I felt like I am 
more than just a mom, a wife. I have my career, but I feel more like I'm in tune with what it means to be a woman on my own terms. So within that, I think that's a big thing. And especially for history, for instance, Black people, we've just got body autonomy, maybe I would say the last 50, 60 years. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of catching up to do. But for Black women, some of us have not got to that point yet. And a lot of that stems from, you know, trauma, from home life and things like that. So just trying to let Black women understand that it's okay to give yourself grace. It's okay to feel beautiful. It's okay to say that you're beautiful. It's okay to show your body if that's what you want. And if you don't want that, that's okay as well. I think it all goes together. There's the body autonomy, right? And then this body, I guess we can say almost body shame a lot of us have too. Also, just being okay with how our body is, what it looks like. Does that come up also in some of the work that you do? Oh, yeah. That is across the board for all women. It wasn't until like 2017 that I started focusing on Black women. But that's for all women. We just do it in different ways because our bodies are seen as, you know, you want to have that small waist and big bottom or big breasts, whereas some of our white counterparts, they'd rather have a smaller body, like the smaller, the better. And so we seem to be the opposite of that. And if you don't have that, the small waist, the big bottom, the big breast, you know, there's something wrong with you. You're not very womanly. And the darker you are, the more masculine you are as well. So those also come into play with how a lot of my clients show up for themselves when it comes to their body. And even trying to get them to touch their body during the session sometimes can be a big thing because we are very disconnected from that mind-body connection. And it displays itself in random ways. Sometimes it could be crying. Sometimes it could be, I don't know, this is right for me. I feel uncomfortable. And it's just like, well, I just want you to like, you know, bring your hands down and touch your breast or touch your thigh or touch your leg. And it's a moment where they are trying to figure out, like, do I really want to do this? Am I this brave? Do I have this much courage? Or is this something that I'm not there yet? So it's up to me to figure that out, to guide them in that space. And yeah, you speak about the different forms we want our body to be and what we want it to look like. And we all, I'm sure, familiar with the extreme measures individuals will take to get it to look a certain way, which just shows, like you were saying, all these societal issues and the layered issues with that of the things that we'll do to try to look a certain way and gain that confidence. Um, And in a sense, I think gain that body autonomy. But I like the work you do. It sounds like trying to gain that autonomy from within. And so, yeah, when we speak about this relationship with our body, because it is an actual relationship that we have, how do you see that impacting our authenticity? I think it's huge. Like that is a major part of how you show up for yourself and then how you expect others to show up for you, especially within the bedroom itself. Like if you can't tell people what you want within that space, it's very hard for you to tell people what you want outside of that space. So that can show up in a plethora of ways, especially for us. We are either the mammy trope or it's like the Jezebel type of situation. And so if you're in the middle, you kind of don't understand where you fit in. So I think you really have to understand how your body is working for you, how you should give it grace, and also how you should feed it, how you should nourish it. And that allows you to not put yourself in situations or places that are not good for you. So when you truly love yourself, you love your body, every part of your body, 
um, I don't say flaws. I say things you're learning to love. You are able to show others how to treat you so you can show up as your authentic self. And if they are not able to treat you the way you want them to or the way you've shown them that you deserve, then for yourself, you stick to your guns and say, you know, I don't think this works for me. And that could be, you know, relationships, platonic relationships, romantic career. You can leave and feel like, you know, I did this for me because I'm showing up as my true version of myself. Yeah, what comes to mind with you sharing a lot of that is this sense of almost reclaiming our power back when it comes to our bodies, right? Reclaiming power, of course, when it comes to these boundaries and relationships, but it's something special and unique to also know that we can reclaim our power when it comes to our bodies also and what we need. I'm all for that. And I think that it allows you to tap into a part of yourself that either you thought was missing for a lot of my clients or it's just been surface level, just waiting for you. Absolutely. I mean, we'll get into maybe what that can look like to start to shift the relationship, but to jump ahead a little, because you just said getting individuals to tap into that. What do you see is the biggest change with individuals when they are able to just tap into that body autonomy, reclaiming the power, feeling more fulfilled and empowered. What do you see that looking like? It's different for each person. For me, for instance, I had a client named Tracy and Tracy is now she's a, a really good friend of mine. She is in her 50s, closer to 60. And she got lap band surgery, I believe it was. And so when she came in, she has a lot of excess skin. And her cousin came with her because her cousin got her, booked it for her. And I was doing her cousins like the week after. Mm -hmm. And she was deathly afraid of showing her body because she's like, my breasts are lower, my stomach, like all of these parts of myself. I don't feel like myself, but I had to do the surgery to make sure that I could still be here. And taking her through that process and she talking about how, you know, I was afraid, I was crying in the bathroom. My cousin had to come in and tell me, you know, get it together. I already paid for this. I need you to show up. (laughs) But for her, what she said was she felt so strong. And that was something that she had not felt in a while. And she felt so beautiful. And she's like, I've never really felt that beautiful before. But I knew it was there, but I just really didn't understand what that looked like for me. So to now see herself in that space to see, you know, I don't really do a lot of retouching, but I'll always say I take away things that will be there two weeks. And so for her, it was choosing looks, choosing outfits that accentuated her body and also choosing poses that accentuated her body. So she felt like she was always in control. But when I wanted to push her a little bit more, she was open to that because she's like, I trust that you are doing what I know. If I was in your shoes, you know what I want to do and you're uncomfortable with you. So for me, I think that is a, a really good example because from then on, like when we go and we talk, she's dyed her hair. She's, you know, changing her clothes up. She is like a vibrant person now. And it's such a change from what she was before to now. And for me, that just goes to show that sometimes it's not really a photo shoot. It's more of how do I show myself as being beautiful? And I can look at that every day and I can tap into that every day, even when I don't feel it. Maybe I can fake it but I can still see that every day. So I feel like for her, that is what it was. It really changed her life. 
and having those photographs, like you said, it, it's bigger than the photo shoot, but having those photographs uh, almost as a symbol of that strength, that vulnerability that she was able to express in that moment. And so, so wow, that's really powerful. And so, yeah, a lot of these thoughts, feelings we have when it comes to our body, we have some unlearning to do, right? Because a lot of it comes from different things, society, of course, childhood things, how our relationship with our body was even taught to us or really not taught (laughs) to us um, and a lot of the messages that we received. And so when you think about some unlearning that we need to do when it comes to our body, what would you say are some of the main things that you would hope that a lot of us could unlearn? I think the biggest thing is that there is something wrong with your body Mm -hmm. if it doesn't look like what society deems is appropriate. And you see that, especially, for example, with like Lizzo and how she is not conventionally attractive based on white supremacy standards. She's Mm -hmm. a beautiful, big black woman who is very vibrant and loud, and she is not afraid to tell you about herself. And even within that, people like she's overweight, she's fat, she's not healthy, and she's a vegan. That's the first thing. And she does like 90 minutes set. I can't even work out for 90 minutes straight. <laughs> and plus playing a flute. So it's interesting to see that people talk about her online and she's a fabulous person. And so when I see that and I see clients who are in that same space, I'm just like, you really just have to show up for yourself. You can't be in the space where you feel that you have to be someone else for someone else. Like you really have to say, I'm making a a stand to say, I love myself. And that's a revolutionary act to say that you truly love yourself as you are. And yeah, there are parts of yourself that you may not like or parts that don't work, especially as you get older, but to tap into that and say, you know, I really love myself. Like to look at yourself every day and just say, I love you as you are. And take it from that point, because if you are not able to just love yourself, I always say, you know, you're, you are your longest and most expensive relationship. If you don't have a relationship with yourself, you really are not able to have a relationship, a true relationship with anybody else. Yeah, those are some important points you made. I think one, unlearning the the societal conditioning, right? A lot of it's still under the umbrella of, like you said, that white supremacy. And we need to name that for what it is for sure. And so a lot of us need to just unlearn that conditioning of what we're supposed to look like. And then second, yeah, that's a good point you made up when you're talking about Lizzo too. We almost have to unlearn what we think we're defining as like healthy versus unhealthy. The size of our body, yeah, we know what doctors want to tell us and the the BMI, that whole system is trash to to say the least, Uh, right? So do not get like too consumed in that. Yeah, it's like a a bit larger body frame does not always equate to unhealthy and a smaller body frame does not always equate to healthy, right? It's like what we're actually doing to get to this place of whatever healthy looks like for us. So yeah, I think that's this huge miss perception of like what's healthy, what's not healthy. Um, And so, yes, unlearning some of that and figuring out what works for us. And it's really the feeling good about ourselves, the things that we're doing, actions that we're taking versus most of us just kind of want to like 
look good, but again, it's still under that guise of the supremacy, but mm-hmm. look good, but then end up feeling bad, right? Yes. Either the methods were going to look a certain way, or it's just truly not authentically aligned with us. Yeah, I agree. So I know a lot of this is it's kind of like, okay, it's easier said than done to just like love yourself and appreciate your body as it is and <laughs> gain mm-hmm. that autonomy. And so what shifts do you see, um, and maybe at least for the clients that you've worked with, um, what shifts do you see that are really helpful for individuals to truly shift that relationship with their body? Um, I think the biggest thing is you really have to watch out for what you are consuming. That plays a major part in how you feel mentally, physically, emotionally, because if you are consuming videos of people who don't look like you every day, you're going to think that that's what's supposed to be. Like there's something physically wrong with you because everyone you're looking at is the opposite of you. So I think that's a major thing, especially with social media being so prevalent as it is, is that you really have to decide on what are you going to follow? Because your algorithm is based on what you're looking at. So if you are looking at things that don't bring you joy, that make you feel angry, make you feel sad, then you need to change up what you're doing. You need to scrub your entire social media and try and start over new. I know for me, that was something that I had to do because I continuously got the same things. I'm like, this stuff is not really making me feel like I need to see this every day because it's just making me sad or it's making me angry. I think that's the first thing because we have our phones with us all day, every day, 24 seven. And so I think that's the first thing. What are you consuming and how can you figure out how to find people who are your people, people who are vested in you being the best version of yourself, people who are vested in you taking time to love yourself, truly love yourself. And then that's what you focus on and everything else can just fall by the wayside. Yeah, the the social media, it's it's difficult to escape unless yeah, you're just is. not on it at all, right? But that's why the the rise of a lot of this too, with the comparisons and what we see mm-hmm. and what we think we should be doing. Um, social media does not make that easy no. at all. And another shift too that popped into my mind, more so I, I just think of this sense of peace because you're going to have to figure out what this relationship with your body currently is and what you want it to be like. And as we're in the midst of, you know, where you know, maybe we're trying to have better habits or be healthier, whatever that looks like, but still keeping in mind of what's still going to keep me in the realm of like my inner peace. And I think a lot of us, and I can attest to this too, right? It's always something, right? I work out a lot, try to eat good. Mm-hmm. But at a point, I still have to reel myself back in where it's like, okay, what what am I doing? Because once I get to that point, and I can get to that point easy, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this new diet thing. And then it's like obsessive where it's like, this isn't good for my peace. I might think I'm going to look good, right? Uh, but I'm feeling really bad. And now I'm becoming obsessed with trying to gain this or do these things. And so I think people really having to take their peace into consideration when it comes to your relationship with your body also, um, and some of the things that you want to change or shift. Um, but we're always going to have things that, like you said, you don't call it flaws, right? You just say things that, you know, maybe we want different, we don't like, um, but that's always 
going to be there. But maybe it doesn't have to be also, mm-hmm. right? Maybe we want to start rejecting that also. It's like, even if it's something I don't enjoy about my body, that's okay. It's a part of my body and what makes it unique. But um, but this will look different for everyone, but really not losing sense of peace for us. I definitely agree with that. I love all of this. And this is just almost an introduction, right? At least to get people thinking about what their relationship with their body is, um, how it feels for them, and how do they enhance that also. And so I'll touch on a gratitude appreciation piece too. But first, I'm sure maybe there's some golden gems that you want to touch on, and then I'll go from there. I think the biggest one, which is when I already said, you are your your longest and most expensive relationship. So any money or time that you spend on making yourself your favorite version of yourself is never wasted. I think Mm -hmm. that's extremely important. The other thing is um, radical self-care. You have to take care of those who are around you. That's an important step in trying to figure out how those around you are showing up for you and how you are showing up for them. That's very hard in America because we are taught that everything is about being an individual, but that doesn't work. And we saw that not work during COVID. So I always tell people, you have to make sure that those who are around you are well. And then when they are well, you are well. Yeah, that's definitely a different perspective, that radical self-care also mm-hmm. is important piece of that radical self-care also comes that of course grace we have to give ourselves um, but also that appreciation and so I think as we're trying to make these shifts to really enhance this relationship with our body right a lot of us do focus on what we don't like what our deficits are what we can't do but instead having that appreciation of okay what is your body able to actually do for you today. Uh, because a lot of us take that for granted, mm-hmm. right? There's still a lot of capabilities that a lot of us have, and we don't appreciate that often enough. So each day it's like trying to identify what am I appreciative of today that my body was able to do for me. Um, and once we can shift that into more of the appreciation, looking for those little things, Versus always looking for things that we want to pick apart about ourselves. That can even start to shift that relationship with our body too. Definitely does. It, it does for a lot of people when they take it from a space of what I have instead of what I don't have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Such a good conversation. And then uh, real fast, also, I'll have you share all your information, but uh, where are you specifically located in case someone's like, hey, I'm in that area and I want to do a, a photo shoot? <laughs> well, I'm in Maryland. My studio is in Maryland, but I am transitioning to doing more boudoir abroad. Oh, okay. A lot of my work coming up now is going to be retreats. So that is a, a big thing now, switching into the retreat model instead of doing um, my Mar- in my Maryland studio. Oh, wow. Okay. Ooh, that would be amazing. And so, okay, so people are going to need to stay in touch with you to get all that amazing information that you have coming up. And so, so yes, if people want to stay in touch, get connected, where can they find you? They can find me. Everything across all social media is OH Experience. 
Um, my email, the same thing, Alicia at ohexperience.com. My website is ohexperience.com. <laughs> so everything is ohexperience.com. Um, or you can find me by my name, Alicia Haskett. I have a website, alishahaskett.com. Um, and my Instagram, another Instagram is also Alicia Haskett. Nice. Thank you so much. And yeah, all that will be in the show notes also in the episode description. So if you missed any of it, um, I'll have the link to all of Alicia's contact information and use this information, right? I put it down there for a reason. So connect with her. Of course, you can always connect with me. But Alicia, thank you so much for just sharing this passion that you have um, and for this work that you do. Thank you. I thank you for having me. And I appreciate the work you're doing as well. Oh, thank you so much. Well, like always, continue to inspire each other, um, inspire yourself. And especially after this conversation, really think about those shifts that you're wanting to make just to enhance that relationship with yourself, uh, but also your body, right? It's very important. And so reach out any comments, questions that you have, stay connected. And as always, I look forward to chatting with you all again soon. Thanks so much for sharing your valuable time with me today. I hope this episode was helpful for you. And if so, make sure you subscribe to All Things Authentic and feel free to rate this podcast and leave a review. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family so we can help inspire others. You can visit my website, drvernessaroberts.com to find information about my services or my books. And you can always keep up with me on Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Vanessa Roberts. If there's a topic you would like to hear about, send me a message and let me know. This is All Things Authentic. And remember, The best version of yourself is not the packaged version. Stay intentional, know you are worthy, and always embrace your authenticity.